0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The Michael Reed Show Podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To
3: contact us, email now.
0: Michael at LMFM.ie.
3: I suppose there's a, a lot of people, apart from publicans, who are wondering if pubs will ever be able to reopen. We're going to work uh, hard with an effort over the next
0: couple of weeks to see if we can go up with a protocol that makes that possible. Um, Ireland is the only country in Europe where wet pubs are fully closed. Uh, in most countries they are open uh, with some restrictions and we're examining whether that can be done. And we're building on, I think, uh, very good compliance from the restaurant sector where we've only seen one significant cluster uh, out of very many. So um, that's the point we'd like to get to in the next couple of weeks. But I can't guarantee that's possible. Uh, so this is just some additional aid to help out in the interim, uh, waiving the license fees, uh, waiving the court fees for um, all hospitality businesses that have a non-license, uh, and for those that uh, are still closed, uh, giving them some extra cash uh, that will uh, help cover some of their bills while they wait to reopen. But uh, it doesn't necessarily need to be the end of uh, end of things. Uh, if the if the closure um, turns out to be prolonged, it's something that we can revisit again at budget
3: time. And. Uh, budget time means uh, that wait will continue and pubs remain closed. Senator Erin McGreen of Fianna Fáil believes uh, they should all be reopened and reopened now. She's on the line. And good morning to you, Senator, and uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, why do you agree, disagree with Tóniste uh, Leo Fradgar there?
2: Oh, good morning, Michael. Yeah, well, I suppose I don't disagree with him. He, he, he says, you know, that they're examining ways to reopen, re- reopen the pubs, or the wet pubs, the so-called, um, in the next couple of weeks. I think we really have to, you know, as a matter of urgency, look at this and look at the, look for clarity. We have, you know, in in my opinion, you know, we have we've I'm I'm not an expert, but you know, the the most important things of social gatherings um, is, you know, physical distancing, you know, the time limits, and, um, you know, reduced interactions with other clients, and, something. and this is what we have in restaurants and in food-serving food pubs at the minute. I think if we have strict guidelines on pubs, then we should be allowing them to re- to reopen. This idea of a substantial meal has become, you know, almost a, a joke at this stage, um, and I think that, you know, we, we don't need, we shouldn't have to have a substantial meal to go into a pub for an hour, an hour and a half, have, sit and have a pint, and get and get home. I'm a, I must disclose: I am a pioneer myself, Michael. So I don't have a vested interest mm. in, in going to a pub and getting and having a pint. But many people do, and many people are looking forward to mm. it, and, and need, need. But that even as to a, really...
3: a pioneer, you might like to go to the pub and socialise, uh, because uh, there are places where people socialise. Uh, but there are the public health considerations, and we'll hear uh, a little bit more from Thomas Leo Ratcrane. I,
0: I can't say that with any certainty. Uh, what What I can say is that uh, we are now the only country in Europe uh, in which uh, wet pubs are not allowed to open, um, albeit with restrictions. Um, And uh, I think the hospitality sector has shown itself able over the past couple of months uh, to implement guidelines. Uh, The number of uh, clusters in restaurants and gastropubs has been very small. Uh, I'd like to see them being given a chance uh, to prove that they can do that. Uh, But of course, there are two things that we need to get right first. Guidance that we can agree with, Neffed, and, and secondly, I think we need to start seeing cases stabilise and fall for all the obvious reasons.
3: And uh, the Tanisha uh, indicating there that it may not be possible to reopen pubs at all this year. Uh, did that come as a surprise to you, Senator?
2: It's very disappointing, Michael. And I'm sure you'll agree. You know, there's so many business owners that are. You know, it's it's difficult to keep pubs open at the best of times. You know, outside. You know, oh. but keeping them keeping them. You know, sustainable and being closed. You know, it's it's not. Many pubs are not going to be able to reopen, and you see some, you know, small rural pubs or small pubs in in big towns and small towns not going to be able to reopen, and that's a very that's very disappointing, very hard on families because these are families who have given their life's worth into keep into having their pubs mm. um, and as an important part of our communities. And um, so I do think it's very disappointing to hear that, but he also said you know, at the start of that clip that he, you know, that that there is a small number of clusters Mm -hmm. or You know, not many outbreaks related to the hospitality sector, so that's good news. That is, that's positive. So I want to take the positive out of what the tourist has said there.
3: Yeah, but that's that's a result of of the restrictions which you were saying are daft, uh, effectively. This idea of having a a no, but this idea of of having a a substantial meal, Uh, and there are a lot of places that are open uh, because of uh, the rules uh, that they can comply with that they can. Provide food to customers uh, and uh, people can go in and have a pint with their nine euro meal. Uh, but I think as we go into the winter months, we're going to see a lot of those establishments actually close. Uh, I believe it's uh, the situation in Omid this morning where the Grand View has been open. Uh, but as it goes into the winter, there won't be the custom uh, to keep the hotel open apart from the bar, which would normally see it through the winter months.
2: There, there, you go, Michael. It's a prime example, you know, that we have we have a, a seasonal, you know, uh, hospitality, you know, sector in this country. And the Grand View is a, a fantastic hotel and, and 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 great restaurant and bar there. So it really is disappointing. That's that's a family business. That's a lo- That's local employment. So to be able to say that you know that a person could go in for a point, keep that place opened keep people employed, um, is really important. And it's We have seen hotels, we have seen restaurants um, and and pubs serving food Mm. adhere to the guidelines.
3: Yeah, we've also seen a, a few not... Uh, and letting on that they're serving food. Uh, we're just going to hear from uh, yeah. the Minister for Justice, Helen McIntyre, about those pubs uh, and a warning to pubs that are, are flaunting the law.
1: The vast majority of premises over the last number of months, they have been compliant, and I think this is the manner in which we want to continue working with uh, premises or licence holders. Um, what we have seen, however, though, in the last number of weeks over the summer uh, is an increase in those who are not complying, about 165 breaches, and in a small number of incidences, where they have repeatedly um, been in breach of um, the, the COVID regulations. The, this uh, legislation will do three things. Uh, it will firstly allow them where there has been a breach of regulations, it will allow the superintendent level for them to close a premises uh, for the remainder of the day, where it happens on a second, second instance, and where the uh, premises and the licence holder does not comply again, it will allow the superintendent to go to the district court um, and to apply for a seven day closure, where it happens a third time, and where again they don't comply with regulations, it will allow for a possibility of closure up to 30 days.
3: Helen McEntee, the Minister Minister for Justice and Senator Erin McGrean. Uh, you're suggesting that those changes uh, in the powers that Gardaí have should change the approach that we take to reopening pubs.
2: Well, if we can be... If a, a customer are, and, and uh, you know, people can be confident that the regulations will be adhered to, that they will be enforced and they will be capable to be enforced by Angardee. By and mm. I think that, you know, we can have the confidence to be able to reopen in public because, you know, when you have, if you break the law, then there should be, you know, actively ways to enforce the law. And then this this gives the guardi you know, the, the authority and the power to enforce the law. So, you know, when you have the stricter laws stricter guidelines. Mm. And of course Michael we, we all know that there are going to pe- be...
3: There is you know, a problem though isn't all it? All
2: over the country yeah. that are going not going to adhere to laws. And that's happening, every, you know, that's hap- that mm. happens everywhere. But now we have, you know, stricter stricter mm. guidance and stricter laws. So that, I think that's positive Michael.
3: Yeah but there is, there is a, a real problem isn't there? In that there are so many mixed messages uh, coming from government uh, and uh, I think probably many Fianna Fáil supporters saying please bring back Finnegale." Uh, this is a bumbling... I don't go- think
2: they're saying that, Mike, oh, I, think they oh, I think they
3: are. I think they are. I think people yeah. are aghast at, at, at how ludicrous this government has been at handling the COVID-19 crisis since taking office. It's been one disaster after another. And the health minister suggesting that the guardie would go in and raid people's homes because there were seven people in it or whatever the case may be. It's very hard to understand what the law is. When the guardie are saying, what is the law and what do you want us to do? It doesn't instill confidence in people. People, does it?
2: Well, I think um, this this thing of going into people's houses, you know, that has been cleared up over the weekend, and and there is. What did you think there, of it? There isn't. What did you well, think of I, it? We, you know, we have we have a constitutional right to you know the privacy of our homes. No, I know, but and, what did you
3: think of the suggestion that Gardaí would go in and raid people's homes?
2: Well, I think it was. I don't think it was. It was. It was very ill thought out.
3: By the, by the Minister for Health? Not,
2: and it didn't, it, did, it didn't get, it did, obviously didn't get the legal, the legal, you know, didn't speak to the Attorney legalities of
3: Do we not th- need a Minister for Health who who, who puts his uh, brain I- I- in gear before opening his mouth?
2: Well, <laughs> I just think that Stephen uh, Minister Donnelly doesn't put his brain in gear. I think, you know, he, he said something before, before it was clarified by, by legal advice.
3: Yeah, but, but is that the way we do business?
2: Well, it, it, it was, in my opinion, Michael, it was definitely a mistake. Um, we this have another mistake. The
3: a- another mistake. This is what I'm saying to you.
2: Well, the thing is, it, it, well, it wasn't... It wasn't enforced. It wasn't. It wasn't attempted to be forced. It wasn't passed by it. any laws. weren't passed. It went to cabinet, though, didn't it? It was. It was. It was a conversation. No, it, was it a went. Talk it went, about it went to, how, to cabinet, didn't it? Of the importance. Of the importance.
3: Of no, people it actually was more than cabinet. a conversation. It went to cabinet, didn't it?
2: It went to cabinet, and it was. And it wasn't passed. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't gone a through. A daft proposal so you...
3: from the minister for health. The minister for health is making daft proposals at a time when we're facing a, a public health crisis.
2: Well, I don't, think, I don't think you can say that, uh, you know, to bring, to, to bring an idea, you know, just because it doesn't work doesn't mean it's staffed. It, it, no, it
3: no, no, I'm not, I'm, not say, I'm not saying it's staffed because it doesn't work. I'm saying it's staffed because it was staffed.
2: Well, people need to have a personal responsibility and not have, you know, a, you know large ho- social gatherings in their homes. And we well, do know that an awful lot of 200, 252 out of 392 active mm. outbreaks across the country at the minute are originated from social gatherings and private households. So, you know, this is, you know, nested yeah, But I need somebody to manage it, but we need vehicle. somebody
3: to manage it. We don't need somebody coming up with daft proposals.
2: Well, we all need to manage it ourselves. Just the end of it. We we all need to manage it ourselves and not to have those large social gatherings in our own private homes.
3: Okay, We'll leave it there for the moment. Thank you though uh, for joining us. Uh, And we'll finish on that note. uh, Thanks to Senator Erin McGreen of uh, Fianna Fáil. We'll finish uh, on that note uh, and uh, a little bit more from uh, the Minister for Justice, Helen McEntee uh, who told uh, reporters over the weekend that the government has decided not to adopt that DAF proposal.
1: We agreed that we would look at I suppose the concerns that were being raised around house parties, gatherings, not just been raised um, by the Gardaí, but also by Neffis. We looked at a number of options over the last week and a half, and what we decided today, as the Thonish has outlined, is that we would implement, and a statutory instrument would be uh, implemented around the number of people in which could gather in a home, but that there wouldn't be a penal provision. I think, again, we have to look at uh, how far do we go here, particularly when we're talking about somebody's home, uh, and I think it was felt that this would be perhaps an extreme measure, particularly around entering somebody's home.